around the sixth month of this dry spell, my largest client brought in a CFO consultant. Ooh. This consultant proceeded to change every partnership from food service to security to yes, insurance. Once again, we had innovated their health plan only to be dismissed unceremoniously and without cause. I fought like a banshee to retain this client. I brought back every bit of data, including their own emails of praise only three weeks earlier, but was coldly told, we brought this person in to do a job, we have to see how it pans out. And I was informed this via email, double whammy. Whether you're here as a colleague in consultation, exploring advising as a vocation, or considering a partnership and employee benefits with my team, I hope you find value in these thoughts. Apply this truth to both your personal and professional relationships. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet, you're on their side, working with them and not against them. In other words, put the needs of others before your own and surround yourself with folks that do the same. I'm Shane Wingo, and you're listening to the Working With Them podcast. Thanks again for joining me here for the podcast. And as a reminder, what we're doing with this podcast, at least in season one, is we're going chapter by chapter through my new book, Working With Them. So if you haven't yet, I always suggest head on back to episode number one. Uh, that's where we give an intro for how the book came about, what the book is all about, uh, and then a quick summary, just a couple sentences on each chapter to really lay a good foundation for where we're going here. Well, today, as we start to wind down, this is uh, chapter nine of 10 chapters, so we're almost to the end of the book. And, and this is part of the partnership that is uh, that's probably the toughest. Uh, we're going to be talking about working with them through their departure. I remember, and I mention this every episode, this book is based around my framework. I'm a consultant, I'm an advisor, so a lot of what we'll talk about here are prospective clients and clients and working in that type of a relationship. But really and truly, this book at its core is a book about creating partnerships, about building relationships. So as we go through today's discussion, Think about those relationships that have come and gone in your personal life. What, what's been your most common reaction to the loss of that relationship? Are, are you leaving amicably uh, and leaving the possibility for reconciliation in the future? Or are you quickly burning a bridge? Um, with client relationships, you're doing yourself no favors by slamming that door. So let's get into working with them through their departure. Nearly every client relationship you create will be finite. So many variables are beyond your control in a partnership. And one day, your contact may move to another organization. His or her replacement bring in their people, leaving you on the outside looking in. A consultant may be hired to reevaluate the process, and that evaluation may lead to your departure. And there are times when you and your team are simply going to come up short. This specifically can lead to times of tremendous growth if you'll forego your ego. No matter the reason, your response to the departure can determine the future viability of reapproaching a lost client as a future prospect. When the signs are evident that change is pending, fight to retain your relationship. 
Lean on the accomplishments you and your team have achieved in partnership with the client. As we've outlined in previous episodes, sections of of the book, you've cultivated a relationship that should have a fair amount of goodwill based on your character and the trust you've earned. So create a compelling case. Highlight your previous wins and accolades. Build a well-crafted, future-focused timeline to recover from that current obstacle. This is only effective if you stayed true to the philosophy and fulfilled the promise to be on their side. But when it becomes clear that the decision to part ways is final, leave with grace and kindness. Be willing to continue as a trusted advisor moving forward as they transition into their new partnership and beyond. This will allow you to remain close to the decision-making team as you work to reestablish a relationship. Be honest in the advice you give. If your comments are all intended to undermine their new partner, your motives will be evident and they will delay your chance to reconcile. Whether they're your client or not, show them you continue to work with them and not against them. Just as you documented the good times, invest time in truly understanding their reason for leaving, and document that for your records as well. This is helpful in many ways, but most notably in your personal growth and understanding how to best reapproach in time. There may have been a role you and your team played in motivating a client to move on. Understand the catalyst and make improvements. Do not allow your arrogance to lead to additional lost partnerships because you stubbornly were unable to admit you still have things to learn. And understanding their motivation will allow you to best determine how you reapproach. Once you've successfully dealt with the cause of their exit, you have an excellent talk track for a new conversation. As you are exiting the relationship, make your desire to partner with them in the future clear. Create an agreeable timeline for continued communication and stick to it. If you email your clients on a consistent basis with pertinent information, offer to continue forwarding that information. If there are certain times of year that were set connection points with this client, ask if you can check in with them at these points throughout the year to gauge the success and contentment with the new direction of that partnership. Whatever it happens to be, create a schedule of communication similar to what you have been providing. Seeing your continued concern and commitment as their new advisor's communication will likely fade over time may start them questioning why they ever left. This once client now is an active prospective client. As you create new prospecting campaigns, plug these clients into your 7 plus 1 routine from time to time in addition to keeping them educated with your current client communications. An ex will miss you much less if you totally disappear. But if you're around just enough to remind them of what they had, never know, right? If the decision to part ways was not unanimous by all decision makers, stay extremely close to your internal supporters. Take them out for coffee. Take them out for tacos. Track them on LinkedIn. Like and comment on their post. If they move to a new organization, be the first to congratulate them and connect. Whether they bring you back to your former client 
or take you with them when they leave, those who continue to support you through an exit will become your strongest allies. With that, we jump into this section's story time. Rejection is difficult. Whether the reasons for departure are justified or not, it stings when you hear someone say they don't want to play in your sandbox anymore. But like it or not, that call is often out of your control and just around the corner. I experienced a really, I mean really, tough stretch around year three in my employee benefits career. After having a nice run of new client partnerships, I had nine straight months of rejection. Maybe folks weren't saying, hey, we hate you, Shane, but they sure weren't listening uh, to what I was saying or taking my calls either. It was extremely difficult to continue with my seven plus one campaigns during this time. I was new enough to the industry that this caused me to question my early success, but I was also confident enough in my study and my work ethic to realize I was becoming an expert in this field. So I kept creating content and campaigns. I focused my content around the successes of my clients. Talk about what you know, right? Around month four of this stretch, I lost a client when a new HR director was hired. She had strong relationships with her previous partner, and there was no discussion to be had concerning retention. This was my first experience with a story that is all too common in this industry. I've since learned to hold accounts loosely, but as it's happening, man, does it cut deep. We had done everything right. I created content specific to their needs to educate their employees through COVID. We introduced and implemented cost-saving initiatives, initiatives that produced quantifiable results and still I had no control over their exit. Around the sixth month of this dry spell, my largest client brought in a CFO consultant. Boo. This consultant proceeded to change every partnership from food service to security to yes, insurance. Once again, we had innovated their health plan only to be dismissed unceremoniously and without cause. I fought like a banshee to retain this client. I brought back every bit of data, including their own emails of praise, only three weeks earlier, but was coldly told, we brought this person in to do a job, we have to see how it pans out. And I was informed this via email. Double whammy, right? For my first two years in this industry, I was treated like a wonderkin. Odd being in my mid-40s, I know. And now I was feeling like an absolute fraud. What else could I do but stand by my process? I kept pushing with those 7 plus 1 campaigns, and I asked my current clients for referrals to specific prospects. I drove deeper into my firm's resources to identify prospective clients in need. Then... An HR director I respected and worked closely with was terminated unduly. We got together for tacos, and I listened to what she wanted out of the next chapter. I told her I was still on her side. I did more than tell her. I showed her by shopping her resume and making some introductions. Actions speak louder than words, right? Within two months, she landed a new HR role with an employer four times the size of her previous organization. It came with a significant pay increase, and she was ecstatic. 
I didn't push for immediate reciprocation. I simply continued including her on my email distributions to clients. I knew my opportunity would come with patience. Over the next few months, as her influence grew within the organization, she allowed me to review their plan. Their broker was doing several things right, but her company had two glaring weaknesses concerning their benefits. In short order, she had me in front of their CEO to present, and my nine-month curse was broken. I gained a new client who landed in the top 10% of my revenue generators, and I leveraged this partnership into an introduction that added another new client the very next month. After nine months of toil, questioning, and various levels of depression, I quickly created new client partnerships that were two and a half times my employer's annual expectation and exceeded my personal goal I'd established at the beginning of that year. I accomplished this after an extended period of failing by consistently trusting a proven process. I did not allow what I knew to be a temporary circumstance to spiral me into disillusion. Instead, I continued to demonstrate to my existing clients and my prospective clients that I was on their side. So as we do with each episode, uh, we'll end this by reiterating the entire philosophy of this book and this podcast. And today we'll say that as, make it as clear as you can to all you meet that through their departure, you remain on their side, working with them and not against them. I hope you found value in these thoughts. Now, there's going to be 10 or 12 episodes here in season one as we build this audiobook version of working with them. In season two, that's when we'll have the guests start to join us. So subscribe to the podcast and you'll be notified every time a new episode drops where we review another chapter. Now, the book itself, it's live on Amazon, kind of. It's live on Amazon for a pre-order. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to get you right there to all the places where you can find this podcast, but also where you can pre-order that book. It's going to ship on February 14th. So get your pre-orders in now so you can be one of the first to receive and read it. Of course, if you have any questions for me at all, whether they be about employee benefits, which I do daily, or whether it be about the thoughts that we talk about here on the podcast and are expressed in the book, reach out to me. There's going to be another link in the show notes that says dot cards. It has all of my direct contact information. It has my cell number, my email address, all my social media spots. So get in touch with me and let's connect if you have any questions. With that, thanks again for joining me and do all you can today to make it clear you're working with those around you.